Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and I'm the creator of the show Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake because none of us have time to exercise and work out. And me, I'm probably shaking a little bit more than I wish I were. This is going to be a community-hosted podcast, not by me, but by a collection of women all over the country who are going to share their stories, struggles, and solutions, some with their own guests on their episodes, some without. Each one will be a wonderful sampler of a story that you can relate to or that might help you. And I hope that you all enjoy it. Moms don't have time to move and shake. Get moving. Hello, sweet friends. Welcome to another episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake. I'm Kelly Fredericks, and I'm going to be your hostess with the Moses for today's podcast. I'm a writer, I'm a contributor to Moms Don't Have Time To, and I'm the creator of Dear Mr. Hemingway, a literary site for the everyday reader. As you may have caught on, the folks here at Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake are all about health, wellness, reaching goals, positive body image, and being the best versions of ourselves, while of course being moms and literally trying to do all the things all the time. So today, I wanted to explore a topic that is constantly on my mind and one that I grapple with with my own weight loss journey. So are you guys ready for this? Drinking alcohol while trying to lose weight. I mean, can these two things even coexist? All right, so before I jump into this, if you are struggling in any shape or form with drinking alcohol, I really need you to consult with your doctor first because today's episode is me talking mom to mom to you and to my guest mom, who I'm going to introduce very shortly. So we're not experts and we cannot offer any form of medical advice whatsoever. So just know that before you start listening. All right, and so this is a judgment-free podcast and we moms are just trying to get it done. So my goal today is just to create a dialogue around this topic so that moms, including myself, on a weight loss journey can not only feel seen but make decisions that meet their individual goals and personalities and kind of just hear what other people are doing in this arena for inspiration and for solidarity. So my story of healthy living and weight loss is not super fascinating, but it's definitely a familiar one to a lot of you. So I'm a mom. I have three boys. They range from I have 16 and a half year old, a 14 and a half year old, and an almost 13 year old. I had them pretty close together, as you can see. I was never overweight after I had them. In fact, I was really kind of thin. So I can't even blame the baby weight that I've currently just gained in the past 12 years. But now we're fast forwarding to now, and I have found myself 60 pounds overweight. And actually, maybe a little less because currently I'm in weight loss mode and I'm starting to see some results. So I'm pretty psyched. So where does alcohol come into this? So like so many of you, I love a fabulous glass of wine at the end of the day or on the weekends. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Nothing whatsoever. You know, some folks, they can't live without French fries or others just love a huge bowl of ice cream at the end of the night or pasta. I mean, everyone has their weaknesses. However, today, I want to explore out loud whether or not alcohol serves us when we're actively trying to lose weight, and can we incorporate it into a healthy lifestyle? Because let's face it, this is a tricky one. And one thing that I have learned repeatedly is that you do not have to always give up things you love while trying to lose weight, but you do need to plan strategically. And I know for me that at my current weight and age, and I am deep into my 40s, 
every empty calorie I put into my body weighs extremely heavily on me. So I have found that I definitely can enjoy alcohol in small amounts, but if I want the pounds to come off, I have to be really mindful and I have to plan. And that is just a pure and simple fact. And I'm not going to lie. This can be really exhausting at times. And it sometimes even takes a spontaneity out of eating and drinking. So with all of that said, today I'm going to be in conversation with the lovely Katie Jackamere. Am I saying that right, Katie? Jackamere. Jackamere. I always say that wrong. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so okay. Katie, Katie is an inspiration guy. She has lost 65 pounds and on her weight loss journey has unexpe- unexpectedly she gave up alcohol in the process and she wasn't even planning on it. And <laughs> we're going to be chatting about the benefits of removing alcohol for short periods of time and for much longer ones in order to achieve um, health and weight, weight loss goals. Welcome, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you, Katie. And I just want to say that I love following you on Instagram and following all your tips and recipes. And you're just so real. You should always show cute videos of you and your kids and how you plan (laughs) all your meals and healthy living. And it's so inspiring. Yeah. So thank you. I, so you're also, so you have two kiddos, right? I do. Yes. Almost eight and almost five. Oh gosh. Little, little ones. And you live in California. Mm -hmm. Yep. Southern California. You are a nutritional coach, correct? I am, yes. And I was curious. So you've lost 65 pounds and you have not had alcohol in over a year. Is that right? That's correct. I can't okay. believe it. When I, when I hear that, it's crazy. Oh <laughs> I never gosh. thought I'd given up, not for a day. <laughs> oh my gosh. So can you share with us your weight loss journey and how alcohol impacted it and kind of where yes. that all came into play? Yeah. So... I really started my journey uh, after my daughter's first birthday. I had been struggling pretty deeply with postpartum depression and anxiety, and I knew I needed to make a lot of changes. And one thing my doctor suggested was medication, which I totally am for 100% if it's needed. But she also suggested lifestyle changes first, which I'm so grateful she did because it just made me more curious. It made me more mindful. And I kind of started putting my, dipping my toes in the water of health and fitness. And, you know, when I started that three, three and a half years ago now, I knew nothing. And I just tried all the different diets known to man. I was yo-yo dieting like crazy. I saw some success, but I, with every diet that I did, I always had to make sure I could have wine. Always. I would not give it up for anything. Always had to make sure it worked. So when I did keto, I was like, okay, I can have four grams of carbs today. So that means I'm going to have my glass of wine instead of kale. Right. (laughs) And it was just this It is. And it was just a constant mind game. So when I started doing um, a nutrition plan called To Be Mindset, it really teaches you how to be mindful. It encourages you to track everything so you can really kind of learn what works for you and what doesn't. And every time I would track wine and I would look back at why I'm not seeing success, that was kind of the the factor in the whole thing. So I read a book called This Naked Mind, and that was a mindset shift book for me. And that really changed everything. I did a 30-day challenge to not drink, listen to something every day, journaled every day. And at the end of that, my whole plan and you know, well, I should also say that part of my wanting to not drink was like, I was triggered by everything to drink. So I wanted to, I wanted to be able to drink in moderation and not 
drink because I'm triggered by like the hard things going on in my day, like distance learning or traffic or whatever it was. There's just always something that made me want a glass of wine. Right. So anyway, I read this book and then I did this 30 day challenge. And at the end of the 30 days, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to let myself have a glass of wine at dinner once or twice a week. And that's it. But I was going on a trip and I was going with a girlfriend and the whole time leading up to it, I had anxiety. And I was like, when am I going to have that glass of wine? Like my plan was to drink on this trip. And I just kept thinking, is it going to be the first night of dinner or the second night of dinner? Because I'm only going to have wine two nights a week. And it was already right back into that same mind game that alcohol played. And I just realized I'm not ready. And a lot of what they say is if you're going to try not drinking, try for a year, get through all the holidays that that are triggers, get through your birthday, get through all the celebrations and things that you would normally drink at and see if you can do a whole year without it. And so then I kind of said, I'm going to try a little longer, try to get through this first vacation without it. And I just, as I've grown and evolved with this, I've just realized like, I don't want to play the mind game. I don't want to have to figure out when the next drink is going to be or okay to be because it's just exhausting. (laughs) Exhausting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I know for me, the second someone tells me I can't, or a plan says, you can't have chocolate, you can't have wine, mm-hmm. you know, sugar, no this, I rebel. And I think that's kind of natural, right? It makes you want to just do all the things that you're not supposed to do. But I also did a non-drinking thing this year, not as long, but I did the whole dry January. And after the 30 days, I sort of came at that crossroads where I'm like, okay, am I going what am I doing now? Am I going back to regular drinking or what's the plan? So I decided to do nothing just to see where it took me. And mm-hmm. around day 40, and, and as each weekend came by or each day or each book club, I had to say, is it worth it? Do I want this like crappy glass of wine or this like junky hard seltzer? You know, is it worth it? And I kept saying, no, it's not. Right. No, it's not. But then around day 45, it was our wedding anniversary and my husband and I went to this really fantastic restaurant and I was presented with, you know, I had a choice. So I want to drink or not. And I Mm. did choose the drink, but what I did was I picked, I knew I wanted a glass of wine and I just decided I'm going to make it the most fabulous. I picked the greatest one off the menu. Yes. I sipped it and I enjoyed it. And that was it. I had the one fabulous glass And the rest of the night I had seltzer. I think I had a nice cup of like herbal tea afterwards and it was great. And I was so psyched. My weight hadn't changed with that. But I will say like when I say that out loud right now, it sounds so easy that I did that, but it's not that easy to keep doing that. So that worked and it was at the time, but then the next thing would come up and the next thing. And so I still do plan for my cocktails, but it is, Mm -hmm. it is hard. And I mean, that's a choice that I'm making right now, whether I change that in the future, I'm not sure. But so tell me after you stopped for 30 days, what made you decide to keep going? And I know you kind of just touched on that a little bit, but did you declare that I'm never drinking ever again? Or is it in your mind that you're just going to see where this takes me even still? Yeah. So like I did say before, I I just needed because it was, went right back to the mind game. I realized like I'm not ready because I don't want I don't want to be in that place with alcohol. I don't want to have to ask myself every day is today the day, 
And so I just, I, I have never said I'm never drinking again. Never say never. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, if I'm in Italy and presented with this amazing wine, I I don't know if I would try it or not. So never say never. But right now I know that it doesn't serve me right now. I know that not drinking makes me a better wife and mom. It makes me more present. I wake up rested with more energy and it's just I'm honestly scared now of having a drink because I don't know how it's going to make me feel. And part of me doesn't ever want to know that. Right. That's crazy. You know? Yeah. Because before my tolerance was really high. I know. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh gosh, I'd probably be such a lightweight. <laughs> well, I will say even after I did those 45 days, that one glass of wine, I was like, oh, <laughs> like I'm definitely, I mean, I only wanted one, but I was like, if I have two, it's going to be like, I'm going to fall over. Totally. And, uh, totally. and that was just after 45 days. So I can't even imagine yeah. over a year. What a yeah. could so That's what ha- the- Yeah. So that's, what's in my my head now. I'm like, I don't even want to know what one would would do or even half a glass for that matter. You know, it's crazy. I know. So it'd be worth it. So how is your weight loss right now in terms of like maintenance and stuff? So you're seeing that taking that alcohol out, it's just, is it really keeping you on track? You're definitely seeing that for you. For sure. And I think the biggest thing is now I'm able to enjoy other foods more freely with more freedom because before I would really restrict myself from any food just so I could drink wine. And now I'm able to maintain my weight loss and enjoy all the things. And I think for me, I'm, I'm really working hard to set a really good example for my kids too with food. And so I'm able to show them that balance and eating different things and enjoying treats with them and not, not worrying about like, Oh, if I have this, I can't have wine later, you know? So it's really, it's really cool. And it just, it feels really good. I feel really healthy. I feel like I'm building more muscle and all that. So, and I'm not drinking that late night wine that leads to late night snacking that then leads to weight gain the next day. (laughs) And that's the thing with alcohol, I think, which has always been a slippery slope. Like Mm -hmm. isn't it's, it's extra calories. It's a treat and it is a choice just like, you know, that bowl of ice cream, the French fries, whatever. But the problem with alcohol is it leads, you know, it just makes you a little more relaxed. And then the one cocktail might turn into two or maybe not even a second cocktail, but then you go into the chips and the guac or the snacks, or you hit the pantry for cookies or sometimes salty potato chips all day. (laughs) So I think unless you have like a really good handle on it, it is super tricky. Um, yeah. And also like, I don't know if you found like the serving size I think we always like to this day, I have to really look at serving sizes of alcohol Mm -hmm. because a serving of wine, and I always use wine because I feel like that's the one thing that I drink the most is five ounces. Right. Sure. You probably have measured that out. And it is oh for sure gulps. And yeah, the average glass of wine, you know, at a restaurant are usually like Sometimes they're six ounce pours, but they're usually nine to 10 ounce pours. And right. Or when the menu says like, do you want five ounces or nine ounces? Like hi, nine, duh. Um, nine, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So you're already looking at two servings. Mm-hmm. And if you have two glasses, you're up to four, which is so many calories. And yeah, so that yeah. always astounds me. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So you run accountability groups and motivational groups centered around like weight loss, healthy living, and 
I think there's like a ton of moms in there, right? I'm pretty there sure. There are, yes. So yes. how often are you encountering like women trying to kind of fit the alcohol in? And are you seeing that people trying to juggle, okay, I'm going to do this so I can have this. And are you seeing that? I do. I would say it's probably about 50, 50. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want to talk about their struggle with alcohol. So there's probably a good percentage of, of the ladies that I don't even know the extent of it. And I was like that too, kept it to myself. No one knew I drank a bottle of wine every day, but I did you know, it's so easy to do. And so I think that it's, but what I love about what we do in that group is just raise the awareness and the mindfulness and tracking what you're doing. So you can reflect back on, on everything and see if it's serving you. And if it's not, then let's dive into a deeper conversation and kind of figure out what we can do to help you with that. But it is hard. And I think being honest with ourselves is definitely like key in the beginning. And what I try to encourage the ladies to to do truthfully when they're starting their journeys and, and throughout the whole thing, really. Sure. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And I do think sometimes it does take us not even a certain personality, but definitely a mindset. Mm -hmm. Some people really can say, I'm going to save up for that fabulous glass of wine or that margarita when I go on vacation and then they can do it and then move on. And Mm -hmm. some people, it kind of just bleeds into, okay, well, the all or nothing mentality sort of comes into play and it's like, all right, totally. we're going to margarita. So the rest of the vacation, yeah, get back and keep drinking or keep eating, whatever it is. That's the yeah, it, so it's so true. So, and it's just like with dieting or, or a weight loss journey, it's like, oh, I'll start on Monday. So you just keep snowballing and it piles on and it just keeps adding. And long-term that does, it's not a yeah. healthy, sustainable way to live. So I think just like, I think drinking alcohol and a healthy lifestyle go hand in hand and you need the, you know, they need to be in sync. Right. And I definitely think, you know, tools and especially yeah. the people that are trying to lose weight. There are people that just can do it. There are people that just, I know I, these people, my husband, bless you. Jeez. I know um, <laughs> God bless the people that can do it. But I know, I know for me, like I have to really, I have to keep it in check. I have to, yes. if, if I want the weight to come off, I mean, it's my yeah. choice what I do, but I know if I want the pounds to come off, I have to plan really strategically. Mm-hmm. And um, it's harder as we get older too, uh, which is yep. a whole other podcast. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast for sure. Oh my gosh, it totally is. <laughs> but one thing that I'm noticing, and I'm sure you're noticing out in lovely California, is that mm-hmm. I kind of feel like there's this rise in, and this is just me observing. I don't know the you know, yeah. the numbers on this, but there's definitely a rise in people. It's kind of trendy not to drink now. And, mm. and I'm recognizing that bars and some of the top restaurants are now offering like really fun mocktails. And I'm talking yeah. high-end mocktails with gorgeous ingredients. They're super like stunning to look at. They feel fun. The calorie count is way less. They don't lead to all the mindless eating and you still feel like you're holding something fabulous in your hands. And I even, they have like alcoholic beers and even some of the big breweries around here I've noticed are coming out with the non-alcoholic versions and things like that. Are you seeing so much of that? And I think it's so cool and it makes going out so fun because I know a lot of people when they start their journey or their sober curious journey, going out is really, really hard, but I do find that it can be really fun and trying new things and 
so funny. I used to like drink three or four glasses of wine when I'd go out. And I now I order one mocktail and I don't even finish it. <laughs> I'm like, I found moderation without alcohol. It's so interesting. Right. But yeah. it is so fun. And I feel like I'm, like I kind of said before with the food, like I'm able to explore more things and more ingredients and more flavors because I'm, I found more balance without alcohol. So it's been really fun. And there are so many, I've even seen like mocktail stores. There's huge mocktail sections in like a BevMo or whatever store. Oh, that's um, so fun. I haven't seen yeah. that. That sounds so Oh yeah. Fun. They're, they're starting to come up, but the sober yeah. curious it, thing, it's a movement. It's definitely happening. And I think 2020 really, or the whole COVID time yeah. really has people reevaluating a lot of things. Cause I think we all kind of started happy hour early. Very on early. Some days. Very <laughs> early. I shouldn't right. say everybody, but I know I know it was definitely a thing. Yeah. So how has your kind of jumping around here, but how has yeah. your family, like your friends, clients reacted to your, your big change or are they just like, okay, whatever. Or has it been strange? You know, it's been really, really cool. Even my mom started it. She's just behind me with her alcohol-free journey. I have some other family members who are dabbing their toes in the water. And I think just, I think me talking about it is making people feel okay. Like having the conversation, thinking about their own journeys and just being comfortable with it because it is such an uncomfortable thing. If you really, you know, if you think about it or if you're struggling, it's really hard. Two of my best friends I've been on this journey with, we did our one year sober vacation together. She started a sober, you know, social platform. And it's just really cool to see, like, I have this little sober community too, which makes it really fun. Cause I, I definitely think that doing it alone would be really, really hard, but I've had fantastic support and I'm so grateful. Do you still hang out with friends or do you, are you surrounded by people who are still drinking and, and yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Even my husband still enjoys beer every now and again, yeah. but I, yeah. I, I learned that I was kind of the instigator <laughs> in a lot of the, I'm the instigator of, too. I'm always the instigator. It was me. It was all me. No, um, yeah. and so, so, you know, I definitely, I, I don't care if people drink. It's, this is my journey. You know, I yeah. never have any judgment for anybody. So I'm around it all the time. If people are over, I'm like, do you want a beer? Do you want a non-alcoholic? I've got both. And you know, yeah. it's just, to each their own, you know? I love it. And you just went to a vineyard, right? Not I did. And so it was so fun. How, that was. how did that work? And how did you handle it? It was really someone fun. That so loved wine so much. the girls on my team and we went to a winery in Washington and beautiful, beautiful winery. And it was actually always a dream of mine to go wine tasting there for so many years. Cause some of my favorite wineries are there. So I was sitting in one that I always thought I'd be in, but never sober in. And, but it was just really, I mean, for me, I'm, I love connecting. I love conversation. And now I'm having those conversations with a clear mind. I'm remembering everything. There's live music I'm enjoying. There's delicious food I'm enjoying. And it just, to me, it's just like being any other place. Didn't really matter that it was a winery. I was just with people connecting, enjoying company and music and all the things around. So yeah, it's really cool. I thought I would, I I wasn't nervous, but I thought I would have been when I think back about it. Oh, that's so inspiring to anyone who wants to attempt that. And I love how you phrase it as sober curious, just to kind of figure out like how you would react, how we would react. And, and 
with that said, just kind of trying to like wrap us up. What I really liked about what we just chatted about today is that sometimes taking a step back from alcohol when you're trying to lose weight, especially is a good thing. And it doesn't have to be a year. It could be a week. It could be a month. It could be longer. But I know personally, if my drinking behaviors become kind of loosey goosey and my weight loss is inconsistent, that that's for me somewhere that I need to look like, Hey, you might want to pull back. And I just, it's, I don't think it has to be forever, but it might be. And that's, what's really neat is that you don't have to give up forever, but you may discover like you did that, hey, wait, I'm actually a whole different person without this. Yeah. And I like who I am. So yep. I think that's, I'm just loving the whole sober, curious phrase. And yeah, no, I just love it. And Good. you are such an inspiration. Thank you. And thank you so much. Do you have any last words for our guests? You know, I would just say that for anyone on a journey, weight loss journey, sober, curious journey, I think just go into everything with an open mind. Be mindful and aware of what you are consuming, whether it's bread and pasta or cake and chips like or alcohol. Just be mindful and aware and be honest with yourself when you are reflecting back on the days where you're wondering like, why did I gain 10 pounds this last month? You know, right. just I think having that awareness, listening to your body and how it feels, making sure you get a lot of rest, you're really hydrated. I just think those are really key things that are going to help you long-term is to have awareness and mindfulness above all. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. We're Thank wrap you. up this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake. And I just want to thank Katie for coming on and sharing her weight loss journey and her sober curious journey. And I there will be links to where you can follow Katie and all that good stuff in the show notes and that's it. So thank you. Have an awesome day. And thanks so much for listening, everyone. Bye, Katie. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake. Get moving.